Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. So we bring out entrepreneurs and we bring out um, different business leaders and they share their biggest fuck ups. <laughs> they share the mistakes that they've made, but more importantly, the lessons that they learned and how they moved past that failure to make it to their next success. Leaders sharing failures and learning from them is, is very important and it's a common theme from many of the guests we've had on this podcast. This is the Business Leadership Podcast and I'm Edwin Frondozo. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. This is episode number 56. Welcome. How are you doing today? How's how's your day going? You know, I'm really excited to share this episode. It's it's a special episode actually. One where I was invited to a unique event called, excuse my language, Fuck Up Nights. Fuck Up Nights is a speaker series where stories of failed businesses and projects are told, questioned and and celebrated actually. This is a global movement, a community that takes place in over 250 cities and 80 countries all over the world sharing stories of professional failure. On March 15, 2018, Fuckham Nights Toronto celebrated their first anniversary and I had the pleasure of speaking with Marsha Drucker, founder and director of Fuckham Nights Toronto, as well as the four speakers starting with Sasha Darius Mojotahedi, CEO of Buns, Katie Fenn, life and soul coach Khalil Mangaleji co-founder and CTO at Fix and finally Teresa Lareko founder at Socialite I asked them to explain why they took part in the event and the failure that they shared our sponsors today are Nudge AI the leading platform for sales leaders to know which deals might slip this quarter also Slingshot VoIP a leader in business voice AI technologies that help companies understand what their customers are saying now, here we go. Marsha, thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast and really allowing us to celebrate with you for your first anniversary of Fuck Up Nights here in Toronto. Before we get into what Fuck Up Nights is, why don't we learn, share to our listeners who is Marsha and what you like to do when you're not leading or doing fun things well hi edwin um thank you so much for having me on the podcast i'm really excited to be here um so my name is marcia drucker and i'm a community builder and marketer based here in toronto i'm a business grad i started my career in marketing and i just fell in love with community over the last year i had a chance to live abroad in tel aviv um, and that's where i came across my community fuck up nights and had a chance to launch it here I also recently moved downtown, so in my spare time, I, I really enjoy exploring the city and everything that Toronto has to offer. Are you from Toronto? So I'm actually originally from Ukraine. I came here with my parents when I was eight. So pretty much I've spent my whole life here, but uh, I was an immigrant and I think I do still sort of have that mentality. Yeah, and I guess you mentioning that you moved downtown, you didn't grow up in the, in the core you were, you no, so I grew up in the suburbs. Um, I lived in Etobicoke for a number of years, and then um, I lived in Woodbridge um, pretty much my whole life. And All then right. moved downtown, yeah. No, it's exciting for the listeners who have never been to Toronto. Look it up. It's an amazing, vibrant, multicultural city. 
Um, so, and we'd love to have you, like, just come visit. Yeah. What is what is Fuck Up Nights? Why is it important to you? And why did you really want to get involved with it? Yeah, for sure. So Fuck Up Nights is a global movement and community that takes place in over 250 cities and 80 countries all over the world, sharing stories of professional failure. So we bring out entrepreneurs and we bring out um, different business leaders and they share their biggest fuck ups. <laughs> they share the mistakes that they've made, but more importantly, the lessons that they learned and how they moved past that failure to make it to their next success. The reason that I think it's important is because truly the most successful people and the most successful companies, they fail a lot. Um, they fail a lot more than they succeed, but they take the lessons from that failure and they really use that to propel themselves forward. So I think it's really important to talk about failure, to embrace failure, and really to celebrate failure because at the end of the day, failure is really our greatest teacher. You're going to learn a lot more from failure than from success. So that's what our events celebrate and we're here to amplify that message that failure is healthy and we're all human and that's how we all learn and grow. Yeah, and this... This movement, it was a global movement, and you launched it here in Toronto. Can you share with us where else you've experienced this? And really, how does the community really gravitate to it? Like, how are they celebrating it? And what's the energy like for those who've never been to one before? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned at the beginning, so I lived in Tel Aviv for about a year, and the Fuck Up Nights was fairly established there. So I went out to one of their events, and I was blown away. I've never seen people... Um, share stories of failure before and they weren't just sharing them we were almost celebrating and just it felt like I found my tribe there my career hasn't really been a straight line I've always been really open to trying new things and with trying new things you're gonna you're gonna fail quite a bit so just being in that kind of environment and seeing people be so vulnerable and just sharing the real side of entrepreneurship not just what's glamorized out there I, I just really love the event and I love the energy of it it just I think the word that sums it up is just real yeah no it's it's great and i know for tonight's anniversary you you know you invited amazing four amazing speakers why don't you quickly just do a quick elevator pitch about the four speakers and they're going to share with us a quick snippet of what they're sharing tonight as well at the at the at the celebration but let them let us know who they are and and why you think it was important for them to come and celebrate for sure. So something that I want to mention with Fuck Up Nights, when I was first starting out with it a year ago, I like my career has been in tech. So I thought that I would keep it focused just on tech. But I realized, luckily, like right away, that failure isn't just limited to the tech world. Um, really, any aspect of business and any aspect of entrepreneurship is prone to failure and there's lessons to learn all around. So the four speakers that I chose for tonight's event um, all come from really different industries. Um, so we have two speakers that um, are sort of in the tech world. We have a media entrepreneur um, and we have somebody who's a former lawyer turned uh, meditation coach. Um, so the speakers are uh, Sasha Mokhtajedi, who's the CEO of Buns. Uh, we have Katie Fenn, uh, who's the former lawyer uh, turned meditation coach, and she was actually on The Bachelor Canada as well, which will be a really interesting part of her story. Uh, we have Khalil Mangalji, who's the uh, co-founder of a company called Fix, which was kind of like an Uber for mechanics. And lastly, we have Teresa Lorico, who's just an, an amazing award-winning media uh, preneur who started a really great 
conference here in Toronto and just has an incredible story. So super excited to hear all about their fuck-ups. Yeah, and I'm really excited even to be able to share a snippet of their stories to my audience as well because when I talk to business leaders, executives, entrepreneurs, you know, there's a there's an underlying idea about transparency and really learning and growing. So I was really happy, really grateful that you invited me out to come here and celebrate and really share this to my community. I'm really, really, really thankful for that. But before we end and before we go celebrate, can you share with us anything that you are really excited about, really looking forward to any special projects that that you have that you have that you're working towards this year? For sure. So I'm super excited to keep the growth of Fuck Up Nights going. So we have monthly events. They're hosted at Shopify. Each time we bring out three really amazing speakers to share their biggest failures and lessons learned. Um, but something really exciting that's coming up is that we're going to be moving into doing some themed events as well. So our regular events are entrepreneurship themed. We bring out speakers from all walks of life. With themed events, we have an opportunity to sort of hone in on specific industries. So one that's going to be coming up is going to be in the medical and life sciences field. We have another one coming up in advertising. We'll be doing a political themed event, uh, more tech themed events. Really, the sky is the limit with these themed events. Um, we're also really excited to be expanding to Waterloo um, sometime in the fall and then also launching a merch store. So really excited for all of these um, upcoming initiatives with Fuck Up Nights, and I only see it growing from here. That's amazing. So we'll be sure to post the link on the episode webpage, the one that we're celebrating for tonight. But Marsha, again, thank you for enlightening us, enlightening the community about Fuck Up Nights, and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Hey, Sasha, thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Can you perhaps just please introduce yourself to the listeners out there who who may not know you or your your platform? Tell us who you are and and what you like to do when you're not growing and scaling businesses. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. My name is Sasha. I'm the CEO of Buns Trading Zone. Um, Buns is an app where people uh, barter with each other. It's an alternate economy where people trade things. Um, and when I'm not working on buns, what do I do? Uh, I'm, I think like I'm a maker by nature. I, I can't help, but like take things apart and rebuild things. Um, so I've like, I've built a house, I've built a number of cars, I've built motorbikes, uh, I've built other technology, um, both applications and hardware. Uh, so I make things, I just can't help myself. I like to make things. You know, we're here at the one year anniversary of Fuck up nights. Yeah. Can you tell us why you're participating in this uh, this event? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think fuck up nights. Like I like to think of technology and like you know internet entrepreneurs and uh, just technologists in general as like we're we. I think it's a bit of a science. And like the way I look, I like to look at the sciences is like they're very open about sharing. Um, what worked in experiments and what didn't work in experiments. And I like the idea of like, not just calling them businesses, but projects. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hearing more and more people refer to the, what they're working on in the technology space as projects or experiments. And I think like there's a necessity to share what you've, what the failure points you've hit are so that people can get smarter and learn from those and build on those. So I think there's, there's that element of like sharing, but I think it's almost like um, the same way. I think a lot of the people in the technology space have like a philosophy around why they're doing something. And I think, or, or maybe like a, a hypothesis that they want to prove. Right. Um, and so I think that, 
I, I think that that was very common with things like, you know, some of Einstein's work. Um, it just, it was very common in the sciences to see other scientists kind of stand up in front of their peers and say like, Hey, this is what the experiment was. Here's what completely went sideways. And here was what, am- what amazing results we had and be them positive or negative. We should all learn from them. And I think that, uh, I like to, I like that technologists are taking that approach because it feels like it bi- creates a better foundation and building block for whatever comes next. So for the listeners, who are out there today and they couldn't make it to the one year anniversary of, of the fuck up nights here in Toronto. Can you maybe give the two minute version of the story that, uh, that you shared today? Yeah, sure. Um, oh God, it's so, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, uh, I have been working on buns with the team, uh, for the last three years almost. Uh, we built this, we had this strategy that we thought was the right thing to do. We spent a million dollars doing it, uh, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent months working towards this huge release. Uh, and uh, it was not, it was less focused on like there's like, a philosophy, like in common wisdom, I guess, in the technology space to like focus on one particular use case and really zero in on it and expand from there. Yeah. And we did that and we thought it was the right time to expand. And we kind of expanded to this thing we call city network. And the expansion included new verticals. And the verticals were things like Buns has a very popular uh, apartment rental space called Buns Home Zone. Mm-hmm. And so we built out the application, which was really gaining traction. Like we had uh, a million transactions completed. Uh, there's 1.6 million items on the platform. There's, uh, you know, t- 20 million conversations happening on the platform. So we're, we're, we're killing it. And at this point, I'm thinking like, I'm Batman. I'm going to cross the chasm. Yeah. I'm going to jump this thing. And I got no problem doing it. And this is how we're going to do it. And... Uh, when, uh, when we made that move, we ended up finding ourselves, uh, losing, I would say like in one day on the day of the release, you think you'd, you'd, you know, people would love it. They'd just skyrocket in growth and actually did the exact opposite. We lost 60% of our users. Wow. We spent a huge amount of money. Uh, we, we, uh, we ended up having division in the team around the strategy and we, I lost half my team. Oh my gosh. Um, and so, you know, you kind of hit this point where you're like, okay, uh, this has gone completely off the rails. It goes from a trash fire to scorched earth. Right. Um, and uh, you have a choice at that point. You kind of choose to say like, okay, am I willing to keep doing this or do I need to stop? Like, did I, did I really make a huge mistake that I should just like stop ever doing this or do I need to keep going? And I think when you, when you find yourself in that like really difficult spot where you're, where you're running out of money, you're running out of time, your team is not satisfied, the product's not working, um, you have a choice. And I think the way I made that choice was by asking myself, like, what's at stake? Yeah. And I think coming back to what I said earlier, it's like, I asked myself, like, am I willing, do I believe that what I'm doing or what the Buns community represents, which is like, which is made up of people I really care about. Like there's in Toronto, there's like 200, 250,000 people that are on the app. Um, and there's over a million Buns across 250 cities. And I asked myself, like, okay, do I feel that, you know, uh, Buns needs to exist. Like, does it need to be in the world? And what does it represent? And am I willing to just let it go and fade off into non-existence? And the answer to me was, I'm not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, we hunkered down as a team. We rebuilt. Um, and I went into a venture capital meeting where I had, you know, we had run out of money. The team didn't know this at the time, but we had run out of money. I personally had cut some checks. My business partner, my business partners who, you know, were in a better financial spot also cut, cut some checks. And we kept the company afloat for one more month. Right. 
And we went into a meeting. We didn't actually prepare to raise capital. Uh, we really just prepared to kind of just tell the truth and say like, hey, look, this is, this is not good. And like, we have one last Hail Mary strategy that we think like after having had the earth shaken out from under us makes sense to us. And, you know, when you go, when we went in there to not, to do not see anything positive come out of it, we didn't ask for anything. But within 10 minutes of the meeting, they stopped the meeting and they had written a very large check to support what we were doing. And so I think it was, uh, for me, like the lesson in this whole situation is really that, um, when you find yourself make like fucking up and the, for the first really big one, like there's always one that's like just epic. Um, when you fuck up like that, you, you kind of face the facts of what you're doing and whether or not it's really worth it to you. And I equate it to something like Mars 2020, like you, everyone loves Elon Musk. So, you know, Elon, I don't think he would argue that it didn't matter how much money he had or not, ha didn't have for the project. He, he knows that it's imperative for him that he goes to, he sees it through that Mars 2020 happens. And, uh, it doesn't matter how many times the rockets exploded, you just keep building another rocket. And that's the point we hit where we're like, well, no, like our, our certainty that this needs to exist, um, you know, buns needs to exist and then we need to continue to, to execute on it was so high that it didn't matter anymore how many times we were going to fuck up. We accepted that. Right. Um, and we said, well, like, okay, I'm going to knowingly sign up to make huge mistakes, probably publicly. And, uh, and it's not going to pro prohibit me from continuing to do what I believe is necessary for the Buns community. So I think my recommendation out of like the lesson that I learned personally is there's a lot of lessons, obviously, in terms of like how to handle uh, an execution that goes sideways, like a strategy that goes sideways. Yeah. What's your number one recommendation for anyone listening? You're going to fuck up. Mm -hmm. And what it, it does for you is more valuable than how bad it hurts. And what it does for you is it gives you certainty as to whether or not it, it puts you in check to ask yourself whether or not what you're doing is worth it. And that is valuable. That is the single most valuable thing because it makes you ask if you're gonna, willing to continue to make massive mistakes, be totally embarrassed, be emotionally devastated, feel like you wasted time and wasted money. And if you're still willing to keep doing that, then you have something really important in your hands that you feel like you're, you're a custodian of. And that, that means that it doesn't matter how many times you fuck up and that's why you know you should just keep going keep at that going, point yeah. um and i mean i think there's like a really interesting quote i can't remember who the author is he's a nobel nobel um nobel uh prize writer um it's something it's something to the effect of like uh it's about being unreasonable and how um you know if you if you're reasonable like you'll always kind of um allow the world to dictate how everything works yeah. and the un, essentially the, the story here. And if you're unreasonable, you, you change how the world works. And so I think un, the unreasonable person is the person that creates the change in the world. And I think you have to be unreasonable about it and allow yourself because like accepting failure over and over and over again and feeling like you keep messing up publicly is, is something you have to be unreasonable about almost. No, I love that. Yeah. Well, Sasha, thank you for your time for dropping in. Um, if you could just quickly tell us where we could find more information about you Buns Trading Zone or anything else you want to share to the listeners today? Yeah. Um, so you can go to buns.com. You can download the uh, Buns app for Android or iOS. We have a really amazing, amazing release coming out in April that I think people should get on board now. That's a hint. Um, uh, and uh, more information about me, um, I guess you can look me up on LinkedIn or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't, not a very big public figure, really. No, that's great. Um, but yeah. Thank you very much for the time as well. And I appreciate it. And, you know, I guess the one last thing I'd say to everybody is um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. 
and don't be afraid to share what you learn from those mistakes with other people. Um, and if you ever have an opportunity, you should be attending these fuck up nights. I think there's a lot of value to, to the community and the technology space and even outside of the technology space. So awesome. Thanks again, Sasha. Thank you. Hi, Katie. Thank you for joining us on the business leadership podcast. Can you first off share with the listeners, tell us who you are and what you'd like to do when you're not growing and scaling your business? Okay. Hello, everyone. So my name is Katie Fenn, and I am a coach, a lover of life, a passionate, enthusiastic person who is always chasing more magic and bliss and what's available in life. And so when I'm not growing and scaling my business, a lot of what I like to do is just trying to find more of the deliciousness through life. So I love to travel. I love to move my body in different ways. I love to experience all different types of experiences, going out for delicious dinners and just soaking in the magic. Uh, So I just want to ask you very specifically we're here celebrating the first anniversary of fuck up nights toronto so i want to know why you participated tonight i love to share my story and i love sharing stories in general and i love sharing stories of vulnerability and of you know my own unraveling and of my own journey because then people realize, oh, me too, that we're all struggling with different things, that we've all been through different highs and lows. And so for me, it was an exciting opportunity to be in a room full of people that were expecting vulnerability and were expecting openness and honesty. And that's kind of one of the cornerstones of what I really stand for. So it was really exciting. Oh, that's great. So for the listeners out there who couldn't make it to the one-year anniversary, can you maybe share a two, three minute elevator pitch of, of the story that you just shared to us. Sure. So let me try and make it as concise as possible. So I have two large uh, fuck ups that I speak to in the talk. And the first was that for a long time, I wanted to become a lawyer and I had this perfect vision of what my life was going to look like. And I worked really hard. And by the 20 time that I was 25, I achieved it. But it was only at the point that I achieved this kind of picture perfect life that I always wanted and also that was objectively so successful that I started to feel really disillusioned, disengaged, depressed, and I didn't know what was wrong. And so I started to feel all this shame around it because I couldn't understand why my perfect life wasn't good enough for me and why I didn't feel good in it. And I felt like nothing was ever going to make me happy and that I was there was something wrong with me because I wasn't appreciating a life that other people would kill for, which eventually led me to making some pretty significant changes in my life after spending a long time running from that question, which was if I wasn't this life that I thought I always wanted and that I thought that I always you know, wanted to be, then who was I and what was my life about? And so eventually I had to answer that question and I had to rebuild it from the inside out. The life that I thought I wanted, I wasn't actually for me and I was being led in a new direction. And so that new direction eventually led me to meditation and journaling. And through these two practices, I really changed my life and I became way happier, way more excited, you know, not dependent on anything external to me. And then it was through that that I started my entrepreneurial business. It all came through this genuine desire to serve, to help people, you know, with the tools that I learned. So I start teaching meditation. I then start coaching people through their own transitions. I start running these retreats. And then at the beginning of 2017, when everything is amazing, I decide that I'm just going to fuck up my life again and go on (laughs) The Bachelor. And that was a terrible decision. 
I thought when I got home from it. It was really difficult. It was really painful. It was really stressful. I had to deal with the receiving end of a lot of judgment as a result of having done it. And it was no fun. And so the second fuck up that I had was loving myself through making a decision that I regretted and not knowing what was going to happen as a result of the show airing and, and why I ultimately decided to lead myself to a situation that was really painful. And so then the next part of the fuck up is in really loving myself through failure and having made what I deem to be the wrong decision and about how you kind of overcome that. This podcast is for business leadership, mm -hmm. a lot of emerging leaders, a lot of executives who are listening to this. Can you share why you believe leaders need to be more open and transparent about their failures? I think that it's just accepting themselves in their wholeness. I mean, it's one thing to show the shiny part of yourself, but there's a whole other aspect of you that you're doing a disservice to yourself by not speaking about, by not owning, and by not sharing with other people. You'll end up feeling disconnected if you're only showing this one facade, basically, this one facet of yourself as opposed to showing all parts of you. And I think that all of us just want to feel whole and complete and like we can completely be ourselves. And so just to have the really the courage to, to show all sides of themselves. For anyone listening and you're going through something like this, just ensure that you're not alone and you're, you're probably learning something as well. As we uh, slowly roll out, Katie, I'd love to ask you, what else are you doing? Is there any special projects, any initiatives or anything fun that, that you're looking forward to now? Yeah, there's a few things. Okay. So I still, I run retreats in Costa Rica a few times a year now. So the next one is coming up in mid-April. Then I'm launching a couple of online programs too, just because I'm starting to um, work with people that are all over and I just want to give them more tools. So I have two of those online programs that are launching in the next couple of months. So I'm really excited to kind of launch into the online space in a bigger way than I have before. Oh, very exciting. And be sure... Uh, to let us know it, it we'll share it on the episode website. We'll put all your links and all your courses. Uh, I'm sure I'll be looking at your Costa Rica retreats, and maybe we should do a podcast from there as well. Um, but before we end, before I let you go and, and have and party tonight, can you share some final thoughts, any observations? Ideally, what we like to do on the podcast is provide some type of actionable recommendations to anyone who's listening today. To anyone who's listening today, I would say. Ask yourself every morning, what do I really want? And to have the courage to do what you actually want to do in life and to be who you actually are. And to notice if you're starting to let one aspect of yourself be pushed into the shadow and having the courage just to really own how you're feeling, own what's true for you and own what you really want. And so to develop sort of this own self-awareness and self-reflection practice, whether it's just through answering that question or starting a meditation practice or, or doing one way to connect with yourself each morning. Awesome, Katie. Thank you again for your time. Uh, please let us know where we could find information about you um, and, and and everything else that you're uh, excited to share right now. Okay, well, you can find everything out about me on my website, which is katiefen.com, Katie with a C, E-T-I-E-F-E-N-N.com, or you can hit me up on Instagram on Katie Fenn. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to join us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you. Hey there, so what do you think about fuck-up nights? It's, it's kind of pretty cool how people are celebrating their failures and what they learned and, and how they moved on. So what's your biggest fuck-up? What happened and what did you learn? I'd love to hear about it. Message me on Twitter, Facebook, or 
directly via email to edwin at thebusinessleadership.com. Also, if you're enjoying this episode, please sign up to our monthly newsletter where we share our latest interviews, events, and upcoming guests. Go to thebusinessleadership.com slash newsletter. Now let's get back to it. Hey, Khalil, thank you uh, for stopping in and joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Yeah, no worries. Glad to be here. Well, first off, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners out there? Tell us a little something about who you are and what you like to do when you're not growing and leading businesses. Yeah, so uh, I'm Khalil. Uh, I grew up in Vancouver, then I moved out to Ontario. Uh, I went to the University of Waterloo. Uh, I spent some time doing some internships. I've lived on a bunch of different countries. I've been at Facebook, at Apple. Uh, now started my own company. Um, I led design for an early crypto company and kind of brings us to where we are now. Um, when I'm not working in building fix, I'm usually trying to work on like some other side project or making YouTube videos or just playing some Xbox. We're here, as you could hear, we're on the first anniversary of Fuck Up Nights here in Toronto. So I really want to know why you decided to participate on this event. Yeah, so I went to the last event uh, last month and I remember the speakers were usually like, I would say my co-founders and I, we used to go to a lot of events and we found that events speakers were always just there to inspire. It was like this inspirational talks, inspirational talk. And we came up with this idea that was called uninspiring talks. Nice. And we wanted to do this like set of talks where you were, the goal wasn't to inspire people, but instead to let people walk away with a skill. Yeah. And like when I went to the last event, I realized that finally I found a conference that does something other than just inspire. Like it makes it totally cool for you to have tried random things. And the speakers up front weren't all like, hey, I've made a million dollars. There were speakers that went up and like, hey, I launched a business and I lost $40,000 and then I moved to Thailand. And I was like, that was really fun. And I just, I really loved the atmosphere. The kind of people that come out aren't always like looking to just make money or be in the tech community. It's just like you get a nice, vast group. No, had a good time. No, that's great. And I'm really glad that you're here. So for the listeners out there who couldn't make it to the event, can you share the story that that you told the crowd today? Yeah. Um, You want me to start from the beginning and go through the whole thing? Why don't we try to do uh, the elevator pitch to Cliff Cliff Notes. Notes. I like the Cliff Cliff Notes. Notes. So um, basically what I do is I I start off the talk by talking about uh, my history. So I had job offers from Facebook, from Apple, from Uber. I was poised to make like 200K in my first year, full ride to California. It was all good. But then I kind of told them all like, get out of here because I I was going to start my own company. Yeah. So then I started my own company and it was just like a a massive fail. After three months of hard work, um, me and my co-founders just ended up really sad. We only had like $2,000 left. We decided like, hey, we're going to do a pivot and try another company. So we pivot and we try another company, which is like an Airbnb for weddings. And in hindsight, it was like the shittiest idea. (laughs) And like that also ends up failing. So then we're like, have literally no money left. Um, I'm living on the floor of RF's mom's house, like eating his grandma's Indian food to survive. My friends have all moved to California. I'm just like not in a good place. I'm not really enjoying it. And it's snowing and we have to get the tires changed on his car. And what happens is we don't want to take the car to the repair shop because we have to wait three hours. So his uncle comes over and changes the tire on that car. And meanwhile, we're inside building failing companies. And it's just like this thing clicks. We're like, He's outside changing our tires and we're inside doing what we love. So we were like, damn, we should make that a business. So we put up an ad on Kijiji like, hey, 
come to our place, get tired. We'll come to you and do tire changes for you, $40. And within two weeks, 80 people book. But they want more than just tire changes. They want like brakes, starters, batteries. They want anything a repair shop can offer without needing to go there. Yeah. So we do that. And we create this thing called Fix, where we send licensed mechanics to your house to fix your car. And it's all going well. We're growing. But what we end up finding out quickly is that some of our, some of our customers have realized we don't do fraud checks on credit cards. Mm. So they're getting auto repairs from us with fraudulent credit cards. And instantly the bank starts doing chargebacks and we lose all of our money and have oh negative God. money in the bank account. And now our third startup has failed because we've like run dry on cash. We don't have enough money to put in. We're dipping into our savings account. I'm like desperate for how to build this business. I, I literally go on Snapchat and I start snapping like, hey, this is what we're doing. Hey, I really need money. And Y Combinator sees our snap. And Y Combinator puts us in the YC Fellowship, which ends up giving us like a few hundred K just to get started and off the ground. We're like, money problem solved. I'm happy. And just around that time, uh, my, I end up feeling some pain. So I go to the doctor and it turns out that I get diagnosed with testicular cancer. Oh my God. So I'm just like, I've gone from like, thank God I have a business to holy fuck, I have cancer. Um, I go home, I get like a quick surgery and like, just as I'm coming out of it, YC tells us that they loved us so much. They want to put us in the full-time YC program. Right. So I kind of like, my mind kind of switches trigger and it's like, this cancer thing I have no choice about. It's like either you deal with it or you don't deal with it. So I decided like let's just deal with it and go to YC. So we finish up there. I go to YC, live on the floor with like six other sweaty dudes trying to build a billion dollar company. <laughs> we grow 10% weekly for four months till we have a one and a, till we till we have about 100k a month in sales. We raise one and a half million dollars. I'm like on top of the world. Right. Now, if you think about it, like I've gone through like two and a half failed companies, I've now beat cancer, and I've just gotten validation that maybe I can have a business, right? Yep. Like after all of that, and I'm so happy, and literally like two weeks after our fundraise closes, the cancer comes back. And then cancer comes back, and I have to do four months of chemo, and it's just like a really hard time. But like the cliff notes from there is kind of like, we end up, I end up beating it again, uh, comes back for a third time, I beat it for the third time. Now I am cancer free and then I share some like lessons. This is a podcast on business leadership. So why do you think it's important for, you know, as an entrepreneur or the business leaders out there to be really transparent about their failures, whether whether it's huge failures like this or even just small failures and, and, and being open with your their team? Yeah. So I a hundred percent believe that the best way to start a company is just to start by trying a bunch of ideas. Like when we did our first company, we spent so many months building product and it failed. But the product, the idea that worked was one that we just launched, right? So I think the best thing to do is just continuously fail. And you don't have to call it failure. Like failure has such a negative connotation. It's just trying. Like mm -hmm. if you're just trying things, you're probably going to get something's wrong. And all you need to do is try until it works. So if you fail a million times, succeed once. No one cares. Awesome. As long no. as you succeeded at the end. Right? No, that's great recommendation. So before we end, I'd love to, if you could share maybe some, I, I, you've got a lot of things going for you now. Uh, you're beating, you're beating cancer. But is there any other special projects, any initiatives that, that you're really excited about that you want to share to our community today? Initiatives. There's, I have like a, a YouTube page that would be really cool if everyone checked out. Okay. Uh, well, the short link to that is tinyurl.com slash S-U-B-K-S. Uh, just like me and my girlfriend make YouTube videos. Uh, that'd be a cool resource for people. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of resources, that's about it. Okay. But in terms of lessons, I would say just like get out there, launch, try and try and try again. And don't be afraid to 
to put yourself in the limelight. Well, Khalil, thank you for stopping in. I know we're at a party, so I will definitely list all the resources, all the links on our page. But again, thank you for sharing your failures and yeah, stopping no by at the for the Business Leadership Podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, Teresa. Hey. Thank you so much for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast. But before we get started, if you could just share a little bit something about something personal, who you are, and what you like to do when you're not growing, leading businesses. Hi, everybody, all the listeners. Thank you so much, Edwin. It's really great to be here on this podcast with you. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Teresa Larico, and what do I love to do? I love spending time with my friends. I have a little dog named Love, who is my precious everything. I love the ocean and sunset, and... Uh, I love God, and I love just enjoying every moment of life. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I'm already loving the vibe of this, Teresa. I know me and you know each other for a while now. So it was really an honor to be here tonight at the one-year anniversary of Fuck Up Nights Toronto. Um, so first off, why don't we start there, Teresa? Why are you here, and why are you participating at Fuck Up Nights? I am super proud of Marsha, who started Fuck Up Nights Toronto. I am also very proud to be the keynote speaker here tonight because I think as an entrepreneur and as entrepreneurs and people that are just building your dreams, you're going to get knocked down. And I think it's a big statement when a community comes together to celebrate failure and when people come together to say, you know what? We're all going to get knocked down and, and, and celebrating that, um, I think is a huge message. Uh, and so I'm very proud to be part of Fuck Up Nights. For the listeners out there who wasn't able to come to the, the first anniversary of Fuck Up Nights Toronto, um, can you perhaps share the story that you just shared to the audience here live? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I, I shared tonight that I have a lot of fuck ups. I mean, my big three that I'm, I spoke about, the first one is, is really just getting involved in a career that didn't really fully embody what I cared about in the world. I was a television producer for Much Music. I was producing shows that had millions of people watching it and it was all empty content. And I knew that I wanted to make media that moved humanity forward. And so, um, that was one of the first big, Fuck-offs, I guess you can say. Yeah. Uh, the second is when I started Socialite, which was my business, and I didn't understand cash flow. I didn't understand burn rates. I sold my condo because I didn't know that yeah. I needed to, you know, six figures plus to, to cash flow a conference. And so I didn't know you were supposed to get sponsors and all that stuff. So I learned all of those things on the way. Um, so learning your financial literacy and really getting powerful foundations as you start your business was something that I learned. Um, I ended up meeting Oprah and that's so why I talked about that tonight and meeting Oprah, getting her phone number, you know, we were in the same dress and I was like, listen, I want to use my whole life to make media that matters and media that really moves our humanity forward. And mm -hmm. she saw that and gave me her number on a napkin and I lost that. So that's a big, what the fuck? Who loses <laughs> Oprah's number? <laughs> so I know Oprah, if you're listening, I, you know, I promise I won't lose it the next time we meet. Uh, and then the last and the final thing, which was the drop the mic for the whole evening is obviously I, I got hit by a bus, uh, not even a year ago and I almost died. So I think, uh, the message that I wanted to share with that is that, you are not your business. You are not a brand. You are not anything that um, people relate failures to. Oftentimes, people think that 
I, my business failed, so then I failed. And they attach themselves to their business. And the reality is, is that you are not your business. You are far more magnificent and greater than any business, than any logo. And the big message that I have for people is to really take care of themselves. Your health is your wealth. You have a brain that works, eyes that can see, ears that can listen, mouths that can talk. Like You have a lot more than a lot of people on this planet and you've got a shot to actually make your dream happen. So the question becomes, what is your dream? And is your dream in alignment with you actually want the impact you want to make in the world? And then, you know, um, I think that if you're fucking up, you're actually trying. So that's a really good sign, you know? It's amazing that you're able to and, and have that courage to share your fuck-ups and celebrate the failures in that. And this being a podcast with business leader about business leadership, a lot of the listeners out there are maybe new in their career, they're emerging leaders. Can you share why you think it's really important to be transparent and be that type of leader that that's maybe sharing or celebrating their failures, whether it's with their team or, or publicly? Um, it took me a long time to learn that lesson. I'm a look good machine. So, I mean, exteriorly, like you'd see us on Forbes, you'd see us like succeeding, traveling the world, all that stuff. And I was very quiet about a lot of the trials and tribulations that I was going through. And I think when you're first building your dream and you're trying to figure everything out, there's going to be nights where you're at home crying on your knees going, what the f am I doing? And you don't know how you're going to pay payroll. You don't know how you're going to do, you know, there's all these things that are going through your mind, especially when you start scaling. Mm -hmm. um, I, I ended up scaling to, to two different cities. And I think that expands you and, and nobody gives you a book that says this is exactly how you should build a business. Yeah. And so you're just really doing the best that you can. And I think when you're honest with yourself about your current state of where you really are, then it allows you to actually analyze where your weaknesses are who you can go to to help you move what you're up to forward but without that authenticity first with yourself then you're pretty much lying to yourself that you've got this dope ass right. business that actually has no revenue that actually has no pro you know like it begins with you you've got to be honest with you first then when you become public about it um the way that i'm for instance being very public about it um You've got to have peace inside yourself and strong enough in your belief and knowingness of who you are that no matter how the world is going to judge you, like the real journey and the real is when you are with yourself knowing, you know what, I'm better me today than I was yesterday. And that is where people's attention should be. It should be, am I a better person today than I was yesterday? Because that's the game worth playing. Not like, let me compare myself to all these other people. And right. Like, you know. I mean, I'm single and I look at all my girlfriends who are like married or have kids and I'm like, oh my God, like I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta, you know, do and, and really at, at the end of the day, I think this journey has led me to really take an inner look at myself. And um, the biggest lesson I've learned is like, I'm, I'm such a giver. I give to so many people. I want to help so many people. And I was always leaving me last. And I think the big message that I'd love for people to get is to love yourself as much as you can love other people, fill you up, which is why the Miracle Morning, I think, was hugely transformational for me in my life. And I, I really suggest all your listeners to pick that book up. Uh, and our movie's coming out. So that's awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, we're going to definitely list the list the books and everything that you're mentioning here. And we will profile the movie on, on the link to this episode as well. But before we end, um, Teresa, can you 
share with us anything else? I know you mentioned the movie. Anything else that you're looking forward to or really excited about that maybe you want to share with our listeners today? Yeah, um, thank you. I So, Socialite, the word is light, and uh, it's spelled L-I-G-H-T, and it's an acronym for Leader Impacting Global Humanity Today. And how we're different from everyone in the space is that we focus on people, planet, it used to be people, planet, profit, and now I've changed it to people, planet, prosperity, because I believe in prosperity for all. And I'm recently vegan, proud. And, nice. Uh, I, I, um, I think our planet is coming to a, a greater consciousness. And if I could leave the, the listeners with anything, it's really that the world needs your light now more than ever. Like our planet and the state of humanity right now needs people to step up in their consciousness like be conscious about the food that you're eating be conscious of the rep you know like the the impact that the decisions that you're making as a business leader have on the planet on humanity and on our collective future so one of the things i would definitely say people should look into is this theory called appreciative inquiry where you really learn about your strengths about what's a flourishing future that we want and we envision as a planet and then how can you as a business leader as an innovator and as the leader that you are contribute to a flourishing future for all of our collective future and so really my main message is to raise your love frequency both for yourself and for our planet wow if you didn't hear it, Teresa just dropped the mic. Drop the mic. I love it. But uh, as you, as as the listeners can hear, we're definitely at a party. So I want to let you go and enjoy the rest of the night, Teresa. So if you could just let our listeners know where we could find out more information about you, or where we could follow you and see what you're up to. Amazing. Um, I'm definitely. I'm at Twitter. So. You can hit me up at Teresa Larico. Um, Socialite Conference. Edwin is going to pass that out. Like when we when we end up doing that, the Miracle Movie Morning, um, the Miracle Morning documentary is coming out in the spring. That's going to be a worldwide launch, so millions of people are going to watch that. So you'll hear about that all through Edwin and this podcast and I just before I go I just want to really say Edwin thank you so much for having me I'm really really proud of you as a fellow Canadian leader um, inspiring our community and and representing Filipino blood yes. to the fullest you know and uh, <laughs> just keep going I'm really proud of you well thank you so much for that I really appreciate it but Teresa thank you and uh, for joining us on the business leadership podcast ah, thank you everyone <laughs> That's it, folks. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast, the special Fuck Up Nights, episode number 56. If you want to learn more about Fuck Up Nights, Marsha, Sasha, Katie, Khalil, Teresa, or anything that we discuss, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 056. Our sponsors today are Nudge AI, the leading platform for sales leaders to know which deals might be slipping this quarter. Also, Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technology that help companies understand what the customers are saying. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or really wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Okay.